Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Bunker in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, it's the or listening to us in the podcast, you know, it's good which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. I'm hearing Shahan. Oh. I don't know. I was hearing Shahan there. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I mean, look, more Shahan. I like, yeah. I'm in favor, more Shahan. Uh, I am sitting here in my lovely, presently rearranged home, sitting over there in the palatial Dave Campbell's Texas Football Studios in beautiful Louisville, Texas. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Hello. So I have some heartbreaking news here. It seems like I think Facebook booted us off and then restarted us during our Hero of the Week. So I vote that we show it one more time in final thoughts. I don't know. It literally oh, went out okay. and then popped back up. Um, so we need to we need to do that little girl right and not let Facebook kick her off. Zuckerberg, <laughs> I see you. I know what you're doing. I know that you're afraid that we're telling the truth around here. <laughs> uh, today is Thursday, November nineteenth, twenty twenty. Seven days until Thanksgiving. One week from today, folks, is the best day of the year. Best day of the year. Uh, episode 1070. 1070. This is, I look this up, this is the number of batters faced by Claude Osteen in 1964 as a Washington senator. So there you go. On today's show, friends, we're going an hour. We'll do it live. After we'll do it live. We're going to give you your week, whatever week this is, 13 viewing guide. We're going to tell you how to work on your butt groove. Um, for me, as somebody who is presently quarantining, right, who can't leave his home, this is like basically I'm just telling you what I'm going to do this week. <laughs> I'm so, giving you a live you look into the life of along, Greg Tepper. <laughs> if you guys are interested in following along, like good for you, but like I'm going to tell you what I'm going to watch this week. <laughs> then uh, uh, popular demand, uh, uh, you know, in, made us go and reach out to our friend Craig Way. We missed out on talking to him on Tuesday. I reached out to him yesterday. We talked uh, for a good bit about Texas high school football, including I did talk to him right after the Texas-Kansas game got postponed. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about that. 
Uh, so we'll talk with Craig. Then we've got the picks, my high school football predictions for both the small schools and the big schools. We've got two different picks videos. And we'll round it all out with a much truncated edition of America's favorite segment, Free Money. It is, in it's fact, so half as big as it's so supposed short. to be. <laughs> it's so uh, short. It's supposed to be six games. It's only three, and it's three for now. In fact, I believe each of the last two weeks, at least one of the games that we previewed on Free Money uh, has been canceled after free money and so, the fact that two um, of them are conference usa games does not seem to bode well considering conference usa has kind of recently yeah so we'll see anyway uh do we have first four through the door we sure do um it was oh no i caught her off guard yeah it was you forgot the thing that we do every day <laughs> uh matt step Oh. Uh, Daniel Agnew, Meese, and Miss Patty Willis Edwards from Midland. Welcome in, Miss Patty. How about that? Tall city in the building. <laughs> um, yes. Hi, guys. Um, okay. Let's start talking a little bit about your butt groove. Let's start talking about how you're going to spend your weekend and specifically how I'm going to spend my weekend. As I mentioned, I am stuck at home. Mm-hmm. I can't leave the house. Um, and so as a result, I'm going to be watching a lot of football and the good thing, like, okay, there's no good thing about being stuck at home. Let's be clear about that. Like I want to be, I want to, I want to establish that. But if you're going to be stuck at home, not a terrible way to be stuck at home. You know, um, we've got a lot to watch this weekend on football uh, as far as football games are concerned. And so if you go to texasfootball.com, you'll find our Dave Campbell's Texas football Texas High School Football Watch Guide. Uh, we have a number of links, um, including uh, we have 33 games that you can stream this weekend. 33 games you can stream this weekend. I'm going to tell you what to stream. Now, again, and this is really, you know, as you guys know, I'm a blue-collar guy. I'm a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting by, right? So when I tell you guys that we have, uh, that when we do the, the viewing guide, that we work under the assumption that you have a TV, a laptop, and a phone, that's what I'm dealing with. Right, I'm not some rich guy. I'm not. I'm, I don't have some wall of televisions that I can turn on to, to anything that I want. No, no, no. I'm a. I'm a man of the people. I'm the 99%. And so, uh, I'm going to tell you what to watch. Working under the assumption you can watch no more than three things at a time. Okay, we're going to start on Thursday. And Thursday on the big screen, on the big screen, I want you to watch. Um, Corpus Christi Flower Bluff and Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. That's game that's kicking off at seven o'clock tonight. That is on, I think, on YouTube. Um, but that game's going to be uh, really good. It's for the district title, I think. Um, I think Victoria East is still in it, but I don't think Victoria East has played either of these teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a terrific matchup of, I think, really solid quarterbacks. One that we talk a lot about in Carter Centerfit, the quarterback for Corpus Christi Vets. But I don't think we've talked enough about Nash Viegas, the uh, quarterback in Flower Bluff. He's done a fantastic job with the Hornets this year. But but the defenses have both been excellent this year. Uh, that's what's going to make this game really fun. So 7 o'clock tonight on the big screen, I want you to put Corpus Christi Flower Bluff and Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. On your laptop, I want you to watch Argyle and Stephenville. Okay? Now, I want to be very clear about this. Argyle's a big favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. Argyle should win this game. That said, historically, Stephenville has given Argyle trouble. If you go back, I want to say 2017, Stephenville played Argyle in, it might even be this round of the playoffs, this round of the regional semifinals. And 
Argyle entered as the favorite, but Stephenville matched up so well with them and took advantage of what they have a very uh, – Argyle is a very hyper-aggressive defense. They were in a 10-1 defense, basically. And they took advantage of mismatches on the outside and pulled off the upset against Argyle. Uh, I, I want to be clear. I'm not anticipating that, but I think it's possible. And historically, Stephenville has given Argyle a lot of trouble. So I want you to watch that on your on your uh, laptop. On your phone, you got a few different options. You can do Baytown Lane and Beaumont United. I mentioned that. I think C.E. King and North Shore is really interesting. Remember, C.E. Yes. King came within a whisker of, of beating a Tassacita last week. Uh, can they do the same? Can they give North Shore the same trouble? That's something to keep an eye on. The other one to watch will be Refurio and Flatonia. Again, I, I think it's got a favorite. I think Refurio has got to be your favorite in that game. But Flatonia is just good enough to give the Bobcats trouble. So keep an eye on that one a little bit. That's what you should do tonight as far as Thursday night action is concerned. Friday, you got a ton of options, okay? Well, I don't even know where to send you. Um, Friday is Friday. So good. Friday stacked. Friday's Fox real Sports stacked. Southwest. All right. On, <laughs> yeah, Fox Sports Southwest. You can watch me broadcasting remotely. And Ashley, I guess, will be on the show too. Are you on the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. My face is hmm. there at a game. I thought I sent an e- I thought I sent an email. I was going to put a stop to that, but okay. Um, all right. On the big screen, I want you to watch West Orange Shark and China Spring. Uh, West Orange Shark China Spring is China Spring is coming off a fantastic win over Jasper. They're a giant killer right now. West Orange Shark is a giant. Uh, West Orange Shark, uh, I think, has not been tested in a while. This will be a huge test for that Blue Link defense because. The way that China Springs operating right now with Major Bout and their quarterback and Emmanuel Abdallah, their running back, they are cruising right now. They're feeling really good. Now, West Orange Shark has looked every bit part of the state title contender, and they're the favorite in this game. Um, can China Spring establish the run is the big question for me in this one. But I want you to put that on your big screen, China Spring and West Orange Shark uh, there. On your computer, I want you to watch – what do I want you to watch? Um. Okay. On your computer, I want you to watch Belleville and Salado. Um, okay, I like Belleville that. and Salado is a is a battle of slot T teams, and the slot T is the devil. Um, it's a fun matchup. Two great coaches and Grady Rowe and Alan Hare going at it. Uh, this is a game kind of dictated by pace. In a lot of ways, these are kind of similar teams. They both want to run the ball, but. Salado wants to slow it way down. And Belleville runs the slot T with a bit of pace. And so who can establish the tempo in this game? I think that goes a long way towards determining who's going to bring home a victory. So on your on your computer, I want you to watch Belleville and Salado. On your on your phone, I want you to watch It's got I mean, East Chambers and Yoakum. East Chambers and Yoakum is certainly a great option. If you want to go three wide on playoff games, East Chambers and Yoakum is the play. If you want a little bit of of uh, big school action, um, I want you to watch either Frisco Lovejoy, which is a battle of unbeatens, mm-hmm. or I want you to watch San Angelo Central and Odessa Permian, uh, which has like huge that. implications out there in District 2 6A. Uh, either one of those. So those are your three options. If you want to go three wide for uh, for, for playoff games, it's Yoakum and it is uh, – who's your East play? Chambers. You mentioned East Chambers. Thank you. Um, Yoakum and East Chambers. Uh, if you want to go to uh, big school, you've got either San Angelo Central and Odessa Permian, or you can watch uh, Frisco and Lovejoy. One other one to keep an eye on, though, if you want to go three wide on, on playoff games, Melissa and Kennedale, which is a game you'll be at, right? Yep. 
I'm excited for that yeah. one. So I think that one has has banger potential. It does, yeah. You know, Cannondale's a tough physical team. I think one question that's going to be up there for Cannondale is is can they can they um, can they continue their defensive dominance against probably what's been the best off what's the best offense they've seen this They'll year? See, yeah. That's kind of the big question. So that's Friday. Saturday, we have a uh, a suddenly very wide open. Here's the great news, okay? Mm-hmm. It, there's no good news because half the college games in Texas have been canceled. But the good news is that it kind of frees up your day. So 11 a.m., uh, you can watch Arkansas State and Texas State. 1 p.m., you can watch Rice in North Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting at 2, you can go 3 wide, where you've got UTSA Southern Miss starting then. You've also got Lindale and Needville, which is a really interesting playoff game. But here's the great news, Okay. All that's going to be over. All for that's going to be over. Banger. For the nightcap. Which is so awesome. At 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock Saturday night. Park yourself in front of your... If you can if you can cast it to the biggest screen you've got, put it up there. It is... It, I think it's on... Uh, it's our friends at Rio Sports Live. They usually have uh, YouTube links, I think. Anyway, Rio Sports Live has Lampasas and Corpus Christi Miller. And that is just going to be a bucket of fun. Uh, it's just going to be a bucket of fun. It's going to be a bucket of points. Um, and so, yeah, that's what, so clear out your Saturday night, cancel all your dumb plans, plan on sitting down and watching land passes and Corpus Christi Miller uh, on Saturday night. Uh, it will start at eight. It'll probably end about three in the morning. Uh, it will be awesome. Step so, commented and your, said, uh, the, region four after dark, <laughs> hashtag region four, after region dark. four after dark. Look there. I mean, that's such I'm a just banger. saying. Eight o'clock, boy. I was going to say, I don't think it's going to get to midnight, but it will get into the 11, into the back half of 11, I think. Oh, no doubt. It's going to be, a, guys, there's going to be a lot of points scored and there's going to be a lot of passes. A lot thrown. of stop. That yeah. game is going to, that game is going to drag. It's going to take a long time and yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. So Also, Step will there be is, there. So try and spot Step on the sideline. Yeah, it's always a, a step. There it is. There is, there is your there is your week thirteen uh, watch guide, your butt groove guide. Uh, be like Greg Tupper. Sit on your couch all weekend. <laughs> we are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DTTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Hey, if you like this show and you want to support us, uh, we don't have like a Patreon. Uh, we don't have like a uh, what's another way? We don't have like a GoFundMe or anything like that. Uh, what we have is a subscription package. Uh, you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And not only do you get two magazines and a year's worth of great exclusive content on TexasFootball.com, but you also help support the show. You help make this show possible. Um, I'll just, you know, this is just, I'll throw this out there. It's a perfect example. Um, it is because of subscribers that we're able to keep doing this show today with me not in the studio that I'm able to be remote. Um, and, and so thank you guys for, for your support and helping make that possible. If you want to help out uh, and become a Dave Campbell's Texas School Insider, we would really appreciate it at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Yesterday, I rang up our good friend Craig Way, Gregory Way, the Craig, Texas High School Hall Gregory, Famer. Gregory, and, uh, He is the uh, Texas High School Hall of Famer, the voice of the Texas Longhorns. You hear him on the horn in Austin every morning. 
uh, I believe from 10 and noon with Jeff Howe. So caught up with him, talked a little high school football, including which Texas high school football playoff game he would teleport to this weekend. Here's my conversation with Craig Way on Texas football tonight. It's week 13 of the Texas high school football season. It's the area round of the playoffs. Who knows what to call it? I know who we can ask what to call it. He is the guru. He's the Texas high school hall of famer, the voice of the Texas Longhorns. We're joined by the great Craig Way. Craig, appreciate your time. We're going to pull back the curtain a little bit. We're recording this at 3.50-ish on, uh, on Wednesday, and I understand your weekend just freed up. Yeah, I did. And you know what? It's probably a good thing that you mentioned the time thing. I'm going to have to pinch and make sure of what day and what time of what's going on. Uh, uh, I'm sure folks uh, have heard by now that the Texas-Kansas game has been postponed. Uh, that was scheduled for this Saturday afternoon in Lawrence. It's the first time this season that the Longhorns have been affected by a postponement due to the coronavirus. It was not because of Texas, it was because of cases within Kansas. So uh, as a result of that, that game has been pushed back to December 12th. So if there was any residue left over from folks wondering why the Big 12 championship game got pushed to the 19th and why, you know, because of maybe one game, Baylor, Oklahoma State on their makeup on the 12th, now there's two because of Texas and Kansas, which by the way, Tep, brings to mind a very interesting uh, scenario. Texas, of course, is is trying to climb the ladder back up and get into the Big 12 Conference Championship game after an early one and two start in Big 12 play. So they've won three in a row. They have three games remaining. And I think a lot of folks thought, well, they should be able to handle their business in Lawrence at Kansas. But then they got these two grinding games, Black Friday at home against Iowa State, then what was to be the final game on the regular season schedule at Kansas State. And then if they won those games along with the Kansas game, then they had a shot to be in the Big 12 championship game. There's a couple of little mathematical, uh, uh, you might say, permutations that could affect it, but they'd have a good shot at it. Well, now you're looking at you've got these two tough grind games. They've got to play Iowa State, win that. Then they'd have to go to the Manhattan, beat Kansas State. And then if they win those two, then they're probably looking at, okay, win the game at Kansas, the last game of the year, and you're probably headed to Arlington. It's a it's a weird set of circumstances. Then again, this is 2020. Yeah, most certainly. And and speaking of COVID-19, you know, I kind of want to pivot over to the high school race because I know you had a really interesting conversation with Todd Dodge. I know we've seen games get in the high school ranks get canceled and postponed and things like that. And and I think that, you know, from for a lot of casual fans, that's kind of the all they hear about it. They hear about, oh, okay, well, you know, they're not gonna play this week. But, but I understand Todd Dodge told you something on your radio show on the horn there in Austin this week uh, about how uh, – about the, the, the strange circumstances in which they're all tiptoeing around the program. It's, it's a very strange deal. And, and really, as you know, and as folks across the state know, there's been this massive shell game going on of rescheduling games, regular season games, postponed games. How do we do this? Cedar Park is going to do the three games in 10 days thing coming up. Uh, there have been several schools that have done that do do all year long. Westlake had one game pushed back because they had had one uh, coronavirus issue back several weeks ago. It was their game cup upcoming with Bowie. Well, there were two makeup dates built into the schedule. One was last weekend. They made up that date. Uh, with their win over Bowie. So they're still unbeaten and they're still highly ranked and they're still the defending uh, state champions in 6A Division II. Whether they stay in Division II or go Division I depends on what happens uh, probably with the outcome of the Bowie Hayes game on Black Friday, but it's another story. So in addition to all this, we got to talking this morning 
about his situation with his team and the extra measures that have to be. And I just asked him, you know, just a question about, hey, you guys, you know, have all the football stuff as coaches that you deal with with players. What about, you know, all of the extra? And he said, it's I've never been around anything like it. He said, I'll give you an example. Um, he said, when they were getting cleared to be able to play again, every single player of on the football team had to uh, be tested through Travis County Health to make sure they were cleared. So that was one thing. Then he said, you know, when, when you think about it, it's all been so bizarre. And he just kind of said this matter of fact, he goes, you know, I haven't set foot in my locker room this year. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? He goes, I have not set a foot in the football locker room since like March. No one has. It's like going into Chernobyl after the deal. Nobody is allowed in. You know, it's it's all precaution. He said his players take their practice jerseys and uniforms home with them after practice, have them washed at home, and then they bring them back for practice the same day or the next day, the same way, same thing with the game uniforms as well. He said nobody goes into the locker. We're taking every possible precaution. And I'm sure they're not alone in this. I'm sure there's lots of uh, of other schools that are having to do similar things as well. It's just when you hear about it from a big city school that's a defending state champion in the largest classification, it just sounds a little odd. Yeah, it, it's it's remarkable. And, and, and the more I talk with coaches, the more I, I just I realize it's like just getting on the field sometimes seems like a miracle uh, for some of these guys with some of the hoops they have to jump through. Uh, we're talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig, let's talk a little bit about last week uh, in the by this round of the playoffs. The, the point I made on my show was that I thought that the playoffs were very chalky, except for the places where they were very much not. Uh, it seemed like there weren't even it seemed like there weren't even small upsets last week. It was either, you know, teams going out there, taking care of their business, doing what they need to, or the kind of upset that we walk, like I walk into the studio at Fox Sports Southwest and I turn to you and I go, did you see the Veda community beat Glenrose? <laughs> it felt like there was no real in-between last, last week. A lot, of, a lot of favorites took care of business and then there were just huge stunners we didn't even see coming. Yeah, it was uh, either LBJ 61 Pleasant to nothing or community 27, uh, Glenrose 25, whatever. It, it, was, it was that bizarre. It was that stark. Uh, but we've we've seen it every year. You made a great point when I had you on my show earlier when you said every year there's always going to be one or two of those that happen. The funny thing is you said when we all get the master bracket and we look at the bracket and we look at the schedule, there are some games that never, would never occur to us that could be an upset. And we just gloss past it and we go on to the next game. That was one of those games. I, let's be honest. How many people out there, raise your hand, if you had community beating Glenrose, you're lying if you put your hand up, you know, it's, uh, but, but congratulations to the Braves. It's a great win for them. Probably the biggest win in school history, beating the number 10 team in the state. I mean, that, that is the one thing is, is the more I thought about it, because God bless community, you know, uh, that is a program that like, I mean, there's no real way to say it. They've almost never been good. I mean, they've, they've, they are the fundamental basic, kind of also ran in Texas high school football. And so for them to, to pull off the stunner and to grab the headlines from the state uh, in a week in, in the first round of the playoffs is, is, is truly remarkable. You know, I had, a, um, I had, uh, I've, I've got, had gotten three or four questions from folks either texting and uh, emailing me going, 
what is a community? What is community? Why is this school called community? And I said, it's a community of four communities for folks who didn't know. And that was our trivia question we asked weeks ago. It's Nevada, it's Levon, it's Copeville, and Josephine. So if you were one of, in, in one of those four little communities near Lake Levon up there, northeast there, Collin County, Hunt County, Grayson County, right up in that area, then then you know what I'm talking about. And that's why the school is in Nevada, spelled like Nevada, pronounced Nevada, and that's where the school is. And they draw from those four communities. So they just named the high school community, the Fighting Braves. And now everybody's talking about them. I imagine that. Uh, all right, final question for Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer. Uh, I like to ask you this every week. We're now in the area round of the playoffs. You can select a 6A game or a 5A game if you'd like. And there are some good ones this week. I'm interested in Kansas North Forney. Uh, Lido Timberview is interesting. Um, but let's, let's narrow it down to the playoffs. You can get in your teleporter, and you can teleport to any Texas high school football playoff game this weekend. Anywhere in the state, you can, you can be there. Which one are you going to be at? Well, I would say this, uh, with apologies to what could be that incredible six-man game, <laughs> with apologies to that, uh, I'm going to say um, get ready for Lampasas uh, against Corpus Christi Miller, pack a lunch, uh, might want to take a sleeping bag, uh, you're going to be there a while. Uh, exploding scoreboards like Bill Vec used to do with the Chicago White Sox when he owned them. We actually had exploding scoreboards. You might have that just from points there at Ferris Stadium on Saturday night. Somebody had, had, had said that they were thinking about uh, the LBJ uh, second round game that they're, they're playing Alice uh, and, uh, and they're playing in Seguin. And they said, should I go to that game or should I go to Ferris? I said, go to both. The LBJ game's at 2.30. The other one's at 8. Stop in San Antonio. Hit me, TR, for some Tex-Mex. You'll still get to Ferris Stadium time for kickoff. And by the way, you'll still be there long after 10, probably well after 11 o'clock. Yeah, but you can't say that Justin Evans and Miller and Troy Rogers at Lampasas don't have a sense of humor. Scheduling what's going to be the highest scoring game in the state for an 8 o'clock on a Saturday. Like, I just imagine, like, like our friends in San Antonio Express News and, and down there at the Corpus Christi Caller Times and, like, like the Associated Press who are right, waiting for, like, to fill out, to put the, the, the latest matchups on the, on the wire. They're all going to be sitting around until 1 in the morning <laughs> waiting for this game at Ferris to finish up. But, yeah, I, I think that figures to be a, an outstanding matchup there uh, in 4A Division One. He's Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. You can uh, hear him on the Hornet in Austin. Great. Every uh, you can hear him on the Horn in Austin every uh, every weekday, and suddenly now we get to see you on High School Scoreboard Live on Friday on Talk Sports Southwest. So we're looking forward to that. I'll, I'll be back in the saddle there. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Craig. You bet. There he is, Craig Way, the Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer. He usually joins us every Tuesday. Uh, oh, we geez, weren't able please. to make it work Tuesday, so we bumped it to Thursday. Uh, and and something that I have coined, and I think is a really clever nickname for it. Whenever we have him on Thursdays, which is talking with Craig Way on Thursday. So um, it's a, a, I think a real catchy title. I think we might put it on. I think we might put it on like a throw pillow and sell those <laughs> at the Dave Campbell Ball Store. So anyway, appreciate Craig Way hopping on with us. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. All right, Pickle. Time Which to start getting serious. Serious about football. What do you mean? Which one are we doing first? 
I don't know. Dealer's choice. What do you want to know? Uh, playoffs are up first, so. All right. So, uh, the Texas High School football area round playoffs for 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A are this weekend. They kick off tonight, actually, uh, with huge games all across the state. There's one person in the world who has the courage or the lack of, you know, self-awareness there we to go. pick every single Texas high school football playoff game this weekend. That person is me. Here are the picks on week on uh, the area round of Texas high school playoffs here on Texas football today. We're into the second round of the small school Texas high school football playoffs, and things are only heating up. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell, Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in into the area round of the small school playoffs. 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A we go. And once again, I'm picking every single game. I'm either going to mention it out loud or it's scrolling at the bottom of the screen. So look, the first round of the Texas high school football playoffs, I think was mostly pretty chalky. I don't know if there was necessarily anything that really caught our eye except for the things that really caught our eye. We had 12 four seeds, take down number one seeds, ending district championship seasons uh, early in the first round of the playoffs. That's pretty remarkable stuff. Uh, and so we've got huge games all across the state. We start in Commerce. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Memorial Stadium in Commerce. It's a 3A Division I area round matchup as the Pottsboro Cardinals take on the Malakoff Tigers. For the keys to this matchup, key number one, bad blood. So these are the two most recent runners-up in 3A Division I. Both these teams lost to Grandview in 2018 and 2019, respectively. And they've got a little bit of a history. Go back to last year, to the regional semifinals, in which Malakoff came in as the defending runner-up in 3A Division I, and they looked like the favorites to get to AT&T Stadium. Pottsboro had other ideas. And this was the big coming-out party for the Cardinals as Braden Plyler plunged in for a game-winning touchdown in the final minute to stun Malakoff 38-31 en route to their first ever state championship game. So these are two teams that are eminently familiar with one another. And in a lot of ways, Malakoff wants their little bit of revenge. They want to give back what they got last year and knock off the reigning runners-up. So does bad blood play into this game? Key number two, signal car showdown. What I love about this game is that these are two teams that have a ton of experience under center. In fact, they've got state championship experience under center. Darian Peace, the quarterback for Malakoff, started that state title game back in 2018, and I think he's really grown up as the season has gone on and as his career has gone on. He is a playmaker of the highest order, and he is in complete command of this offense. On the other side, you have Braden Plyler, the Cardinals quarterback who led Pottsboro to their first state championship game last year, and I think he's really taken a step forward. He looks a little bit sharper this year. Looks like he's got a little bit better accuracy, and of course, he's got great weapons on the outside. So in a win-or-go-home game, which star QB steps up big? In key number three, who have you played lately? Malakoff has been absolutely relentless in the last five games. They've outscored their opponents 312-7 to in their last five contests. That's ridiculous. But who have they played? I think there's a fair argument to be made that they have not played a team in their weight class since mid-September. I mean, they've basically been rolling past teams that, frankly, I think they're just a lot better than. Pottsboro, on the other hand, has gone through a very difficult district. They, they have a win over Mount Vernon. They have a win over Winsboro. They have an overtime loss to Mineola. They have run an absolute gauntlet 
of a district. So if you believe in being battle-hardened, I think the argument would be that Pottsboro's got the advantage there. But Malakoff has also been so outrageously dominant that it doesn't necessarily matter who they've played. What they've done is impressive. So, does strength of schedule matter at this point in the playoffs? Who am I picking? I'm going with Malakoff. The edge goes to the Tigers because of the defensive side. I think Hayden Thomas, their defensive back, and Zamir Ruiz, their defensive tackle, lead what is a very strong Malakoff defense. And I think the Tigers are going to be able to get a couple of stops in this game. And that may be all it takes because these are two high-powered offenses that I think are going to put on a show. One thing I'm going to be interested in is can Pottsboro get wide receiver Titus Lyons loose? He is a mismatch on the outside, and I want to see if Malakoff has an answer for him. I think this game is close, and I think this game probably gets into the 30s or maybe even the 40s. But I think Malakoff gets a little bit of revenge. I think the Tigers get the win. Let's go to 4A Division II, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Magnolia's Bulldog Stadium. It is a 4A Division II area round matchup between the West Orange Stark Mustangs and the China Spring Cougars. And what can you say about China Spring last week? That was impressive. An absolutely dominant effort in their win over state-ranked Jasper, completely shutting down that physical rushing attack for the Bulldogs, and then getting their own offense loose. I love the balance here. Emmanuel Abdallah, their running back, and Major Bowden, their quarterback, they are cooking right now, but they are facing down a big challenge this week as they get the blue link defense from West Orange Stark, which has just been sensational all year long. Now, I don't think West Orange Stark has played necessarily anybody of note, basically since they beat Silsby a couple of weeks ago, but they have been absolutely dominant defensively and the other thing, I think they've got a secret weapon this year, which is their quarterback, Pop Terrell. I think he is a game changer for them. I think he adds an extra element to their game. I think this game could be close and down to the wire, especially if China Spring is able to establish the run with Abdallah. But I got to give the edge to the Mustangs here. Give me West Orange Stark. Let's go to 2A, 7 o'clock Friday night at the Mustang Bowl in Sweetwater. It's a 2A clash between the Albany Lions and the Rawls Jackrabbits. This is an Albany team that, look, I mean, what do you expect uh, from Coach Denny Faith's squad? They are fantastic. They have a great balance to their offense with Jaheim Newton, their running back, and Barrett Beal, their quarterback. And a really, really strong, I think, sturdy, tough defense uh, that really gives them an edge in this game. But this is an interesting test. Rawls is a team that I think is flying under people's radar. Xavier Rangel, their coach, has done a fantastic job, and their slot T offense is humming right now. Sergio Salinas at the tip of the spear. This is going to be an interesting test for both teams. Can Rawls find a way to slow down this balanced attack for the Lions, or can Albany find a way to diagnose the slot T, which is extremely difficult to stop on one week's notice. I think this game's really interesting, and I think Rawls has a great chance to pull the upset, but I do think Albany gets the win. And it is a huge showdown in the six-man ranks. 6.30 p.m. Thursday night in Garden City as the Balmerade Bears take on the Jayton Jaybirds. And I think there's a real argument that these are the two best teams in 1A Division II. In fact, if you look at the last Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings, these are the two best teams into 1A Division 2. We took a look at number one, Valmoray, and number two, Jayton. Fantastic matchup in this one. You've got Jayton's high-powered Jaybird offense led by Pekka Smith going up against Co Coach Vance Jones, his legendary defense that has been absolutely outstanding all year long. The other side of this game is actually interesting as well. I think a lot of the attention is going to be paid to the Valmoray defense against the Jayton offense, understandably so. The other side is interesting too. I think Jayton's defense is a little bit underrated, and Lane Carrasco for Valmoray has a chance to take over this game. 
Uh, look, this game's a coin flip. I think the winner of this game is in the driver's seat to win the 1A Division II state championship. Uh, I don't really know who's going to win, but I give the edge to Balmeray. But those are far from the only big games in the area round of the Texas high school football small school playoffs. Remember, all my picks are scrolling at the bottom of the screen, so make sure you check that out. Let's get to the lightning round. In 4A Division 1, I like Dumas over Andrews and give me Melissa over Kennedy. El Campo outmuscles Kilgore and in a wild high-scoring affair. I think Lampasas squeaks by Corpus Christi Miller. 4A Division 2 now. Salina gets by Sweetwater. I like Cato Mills over Van and give me Navasota to get by Rockport Full. Tough games to call in 3A Division 1. I like Shallow Water over Pilot Point. I'm going with East Chambers just barely over Yoakum. I'm going with Vanderbilt Industrial over Blanco. 3A Division 2, now I like Spearman in a close one over Ballinger, and I like Eastland over Bell. Buffalo takes down George West, and in a game that may decide the winner of Region 3, I like Dangerfield over Wasp. 2A Division 1, now I like Bosqueville over Cupper, and give me Panhandle to get by San Saba. I'm going with Mason over Kennedy, and I like Hearn to stay perfect with a win over Beckville. 2A Division 2, now McKamey beats Wheeler. I like Yorktown just barely over Snook. And I like Bremont to get by Tannehill. It's a huge week in the six-man ranks. In 1A Division 2, I like Fannindale over Gordon. And in 1A Division 1, give me Abbott to take down Union Hill. And I like Rankin, just barely over Sterling City. And those are the picks. I picked every single UIL Texas high school football playoff game this weekend, 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A. I either mentioned it out loud or I was scrolling at the bottom of the screen. So if you missed it, you can just go back. It's beauty of YouTube. And then you can tell me what am I wrong about. Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2020 Texas High School Football Playoffs at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the area round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. Be safe, wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My predictions for the area round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs this week, 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A. I picked every game. If you missed the scroll, you can go on YouTube, youtube.com slash DaveCampbellsTF, and you can see it there. It's also on TexasFootball.com if you want to go there. Uh, you can see all of my picks. I guarantee I got at least one of those right. In fact, I believe I can say with certainty that I got at least one of those right because I believe I picked Sunnyvale. Did I pick Sunnyvale over Mejia? It would be very embarrassing if I picked Mejia over Sunnyvale and then Sunnyvale, Mejia has it forfeit. That may, I may have done that because I think I might have sent you the, the scroll I can before. Guarantee that you got that one wrong. <laughs> I got that one wrong. But the other one, there was one other game who had to. Oh, Crockett. Crockett had to forfeit their game with. Who was it? Can't remember. I can't think of it. Anyway, anyway, I could probably look that up. I have the I have the means, but. Uh, but who needs accuracy on an internet show? Let's see. Crockett was supposed to play. Yeah, Lorena. Lorena. I was going to say another Central Texas team. Uh, so Lorena. I dare. I did pick Lorena over Crockett. So got one right. Anyway, uh, we can. Uh, you can check that out on TexasFootball.com. Let's keep this party going. Uh, there are big school games this week as well. Six A and five A. Some massive games all across the state. I predicted some of the biggest ones. Here is the picks for the big schools. Week thirteen. Texas football today. We're into the home stretch of the big school regular season in Texas high school football, and there are huge games everywhere you look. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. 
My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are into week nine of the regular season for the big schools. It's technically week 13. I don't know. It's hard to figure out. But here's the thing. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. District championships are on the line. Seeding's on the line. Who's in? Who's out? These are critical matchups all across the state. If you're looking for playoff matchups, 4A and below, we've got that too. That's in a separate video. But here, we're focusing on the big schools, and there are mammoth matchups everywhere you look. We start in Mansfield. 7 o'clock Friday at Vernon Newsom Stadium in Mansfield. It's a 5A Division II showdown as the Alito Bearcats visit the Mansfield Timberview Wolves. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Alito's new guys. This is a different-looking Alito team. Yes, they've got an outstanding playmaker named JoJo Earl, who, you know, he's pretty awesome. But they've moved a lot of things around and have a lot of moving parts compared to last year. Just take a look at the quarterback situation. Brant Hayden has stepped in as a sophomore and performed pretty well, I would say, for the Bearcats' offense. They have moved their star defensive back, DeMarco Roberts, over to running back. And now they've got a defense that's full of a lot of juniors, a lot of underclassmen. There are a lot of new pieces for Alito, and this is a huge game with a, a lot on the line as far as the district championship is concerned. So how do Alito's new guys step up? Key number two, Timberview's defensive playmakers. So we talked about the new guys on the offense for Alito, and they're going to need to bring it because this Timberview defense is nasty. They fly around, they hit, and they've got blue chippers everywhere you look. Rom Stevenson at the linebacker spot, Landon Hullaby, Terrell Tillman. This team is loaded defensively, and they like to get aggressive with their guys. They know they've got athletes, and in a lot of ways, this is going to be the best defense that Alito has faced in a long, long time. So can Timberview's defensive playmakers show up in a big way? And key number three, no streak is safe. So Alito is presently on the state's longest all-time district winning streak. They've won 92 district games in a row. They haven't lost a district game since 2007. Yeah, serious business there. But if the last two weeks have shown us anything, it's that that may not necessarily matter. Last week, Houston Lamar entered with a 75-game district winning streak and poof, gone lost to Houston Heights. The week before, Katie entered a long district winning streak. They hadn't lost to a KDISD team in years and years and years. Poof, gone. Lost to Katie Tompkins. It can be gone that quickly. And Mansfield Timberview knows that. Does Mansfield Timberview smell blood in the water? And can they snap the streak? Who am I picking? I'm going with Alito. I don't pick against streaks here. You guys know that. And furthermore, I think that Alito's defense is really the X factor in this one. I've been very impressed with the youngsters and how they've stepped up in a big way. I also think that Alito's offensive line may have an advantage against this Timberview front, but Timberview is going to bring some pressure. They're going to try to rattle this sophomore quarterback, Brand Hayden. Uh, look, I think this is Alito's toughest district test in a long, long, long time. And I think Timberview's got every reason to believe that they can win this game. There's just something about Alito this year that makes me think they're going to pull out a win. I think the Bearcats get the victory. Let's go to Houston, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Pearland ISD Stadium. Huge Houston area showdown as the Shadow Creek Sharks take on the Pearland Dawson Eagles. Shadow Creek got their biggest win as a 6A program last week when they took down Pearland with a virtuoso defensive performance. Can they pull the double dip? Because here comes Dawson, and Dawson is serious business. They are running the ball exceptionally well with Jaden Stewart and Torrance Burgess. This team is absolutely fantastic up front, and that's going to provide a big challenge for Shadow Creek. Can they slow them down? On the other side, what does Dawson have for Shadow Creek quarterback Kyron Drones? This Dawson defense has been excellent all year long. 
Can they match up with the Sharks? I think this game's really hard to call, and I've gone back and forth on this one, but I think Shadow Creek's starting to figure it out as a 6A program. Give me the Sharks. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Buccaneer Stadium in Corpus Christi. Battle of unbeatens as the Corpus Christi Flower Bluff Hornets take on the Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles. And something's got to give here because both these defenses have been absolutely fantastic. So which quarterback can crack the code? Is it Flower Bluff quarterback Nash Viegas? Is it Veterans Memorial quarterback Carter Centerfit? I think as much attention as we're going to be paying to that, I think a lot of this game comes down to which offensive line shows up bigger because both of these defensive fronts are big and physical and dangerous. So who can protect their quarterback better? I think this game is very close and comes down to the wire. But I give the slight edge to Vets. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Lenoff Stadium in Cibolo. Huge San Antonio area clash as the Cibolo Steel Knights take on the Converse Jets and Rockets. Two teams that I think are starting to round into form maybe after some early season struggles. You know, this is a Steel team whose defense has been absolutely terrific lately, led by linebacker Christian Garza. And of course, they have an outstanding quarterback in Wyatt Beagle. That kind of experience under center can pay huge dividends, especially in this critical district matchup. Going up against Judson, who I think has bounced back really nicely from that week one loss to DeSoto, where uh, nothing was working offensively. But I think DeAnthony Lewis, their running back, is starting to look like a superstar. Just like we thought he would. He has been fantastic. One big question for me, can the Steel offensive line hold up against Nathaniel Pryor in this outstanding Judson front? That's a huge question mark in this one, and I think the answer to that question is ultimately going to inform what this game looks like. I think this game has a chance to be really fun, and obviously a lot on the line with everything these two teams get together. I'm going to go with the Rock. But those are far from the only big games in Week 13 of the Big Schools Texas High School football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Victoria East over Corpus Christi Ray. I'm going with Frisco over Lovejoy in a battle of unbeatens. And Austin Vandergrift gets by Round Rock. El Paso Burgess over El Paso Austin. I'm going with Beaumont United over Baytown Lee. And I like Georgetown to get by Pflugerville. Kerrville Tyvee takes down Medina Valley. Harlingen over San Benito in the Battle of the Arroyo. And I like Abilene Cooper over Azel. I'm going with McAllen Memorial over McAllen Road. Give me New Braunfels to take down Sherds Clemens. In the Little Southwest Conference, I'm going with Odessa Permian over San Angelo Central. Give me San Antonio Reagan over San Antonio Roosevelt. I like Lubbock Cooper over Abilene Wiley. And a huge game in the Metroplex. I like Ennis over North Forney. Eagle Pass over Laredo United South. Temple over Killing Shoemaker in a huge Central Texas clash. And I like Rockwall Heath over Tyler Legacy. Wichita Falls Rider over Canyon Randall. North Shore gets a scare, but they take down C.E. King. Now I'm going to go with Tomball Memorial over Klein Collins. I like Midland Lee over Rival Midland, and Huntsville takes down Montgomery Lake Creek. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week 13 or week 9. You know, you know what week it is. The Texas high school football season. Be safe. Wear a mask. We'll see you. Mike's not on, bud. Did you disconnect your AirPods when you were talking on the phone? Is that better? There I we can go. hear you. Okay, good. <laughs> I got Jeez. You now. <laughs>
ridiculous. No, yeah, I talk on the phone. I had to talk to my friend C.T. Seckel from Fox Sports Southwest during the break. I don't know. Anyway, all that's to say, those are the 6A, 5A picks for week 13 of the big school season. As always, I guarantee I got at least one of those right. Uh, and so you can find that on texasfootball.com if you missed it. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. We got a show. Pickle, do you, are... do you miss me? Like, do you miss being in the same room as me? No. Okay, well, I'm, okay, that's fine. I mean, I, I miss you. I, I, I think that we're friends. We're not just colleagues, but I think that we've grown to be friends and things like that. And and and, and so it, it pains me that I have to be in a different room when I say that it's time for free money. Okay, Zuckerberg, Bird, call us off. You can My you can end the show football now. Picks against the spread. Yes, uh, it's time for free money. A uh, lot to get to, and by a lot I mean half as much as Three. we were all going to have. Um, so. Here's the funny thing. This was already going to be a slow week mm-hmm. because there were only, I think, six games scheduled for this week. Yep. Uh, but half of them got the door. A&M's not playing, Texas isn't playing, and UTEP's not playing. Those three games got banged. So uh, we've only got three games this week. I did go three and three last week, uh, and so I'm 40 and 31 on the year. So three big games, all group of five. It's group of five season right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we start, I believe, in the Sun Belt. Yes, we sure do. The first of three games is Arkansas State at Texas State, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Arkansas State is favored by six on the road against the Bobcats. Yes. So the thing about Arkansas State is that I don't think they're very good. No. But that also hasn't necessarily stopped Texas State from losing to teams like that. (laughs) This is an Arkansas State team that is going to try to throw the ball and – one of the things that I think, unfortunately, I don't think that Texas State matches up very well with them. Mm-hmm. This is a Texas, an Arkansas State team that, that basically has no running game, like none, no running game at all. But they can throw the ball decently, and that's been a big sore spot for, for Texas State. You know, one thing I don't think we're talking about enough, Texas State is not pressuring the quarterback. They are really they're really not creating havoc in the backfield and that's problematic the other side of the ball you know i think a lot of it depends on where you think the texas state offense is right now obviously last week i think was a step forward i think there are plays to be made um offensively for texas state against what's a pretty lackluster arkansas state defense the question for me is going to be can the can they slow it down can they slow down the the offense or the arkansas state offense enough and then can they take advantage of what's been especially a very poor secondary there for for, te- uh, for Arkansas State? Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the Bobs. You give me a home. You give me a home dog. I'm going to take the Bobs. Uh, I think they. I think they. You know what? I think they win outright. How about that? I think Texas okay. State wins this game outright. Uh, but I will take Texas State plus six uh, at home against uh, Arkansas State. What's next, pickle? Up next, some Conference USA action as your Rice Owls. Head up to take on Miami Green, 1 p.m. on Saturday. Rice favored by one. This is a big game. Like, for this you and I. This is a big I. game. This is a big game because, as you know, I'm a Rice stan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as everybody knows, you're a North Texas alum. Mm-hmm. Call. Um, this is kind of tough to call because, on one hand, uh, like, I think 
I don't think Rice is necessarily as good as they've shown. I think they're a little bit of smoke and mirrors, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, the benefit of playing a pretty poor schedule so far. But I also think North Texas is bud. Um, I think and we haven't I think seen their defense in five weeks, so that doesn't. That's the other thing. Especially when we, they do North something Texas has... so bad, and then they go completely dominate over Middle Tennessee, and it's like so we kind of got both worlds, and then now we haven't seen them in over a month. So it's like, what yeah. are you? <laughs> and that's the weird thing about this game is is you kind of have to judge. What do you think about North Texas playing their first game in more than a month? Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, as, as compared to, Rice is only playing their third game of the year, right? Yeah. So it, it's a strange circumstance. Here's what here's what slows me down. Mm-hmm. What slows me down is that even if you don't think Rice's offense is as good as they've shown, and I don't think that they are, right? Like right now they're scoring 32 points a game. They're like... They're averaging more than 400 yards per game. Even if you don't believe that, right? Even if you don't believe they're as good as they've shown, North Texas' defense is such butt it's so bad. that I'm just not sure you can pick them. Um, I'm going to go with Rice. I'm going to take Rice minus one. I don't feel great about it. Um, I do think I do think Vegas is right on. I think it's a I think it's a, a who like a. We don't um, know. Like we literally yeah, like legit. We won't know until we find out. <laughs> No, that's exactly right. Like we will not know until until we find out. The one thing I will say that gives me a little bit of that makes me think North Texas could pull it off. I, I still believe in the North Texas offense, right? I still believe in the North Texas offense, and I do think this will be the best offense that Rice has faced this year. But I'm just not sure they can get a stop. One thing is, can yeah. North Texas pressure uh, pressure the uh, Mike Collins without sending extra extra guys? Mm-hmm. Can they do that? That's a big question. This one. I'm gonna lean towards Rice just because, like. It's the devil. It's like, on one hand, it's like, like the devil, you know, and what I know is like North Texas's defense is butt. And so I'm going to go with Rice minus one. And finally, Pickle. Finally, in our long plethora of games, we have one more Conference USA matchup. UTSA at Southern Miss, 2 p.m. on Saturday. Roadrunners favored by nine over the golden Eagles. yeah well and again part of this is um southern miss is just, they're a bad team they're bad they don't do anything well their offense is bad their defense is bad and so even if you think that utsa isn't very good and they're going on the road uh i think that i think that southern miss in a lot of ways is very is like utep it's like utep with a with like a, a, a an above average quarterback right and maybe a slightly worse defense like the Jack Abraham. I still think Jack Abraham. He's been he has not been great this year, but uh, but he's been a bright spot for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, UTSA. Like a lot of this depends on do you believe in what we saw offensively from UTSA last week? Because if you believe in what we saw against UTEP last week, then yeah, I like UTSA because Southern Miss's defense is is probably worse than you than UTEP. Oh yeah, probably worse. Now I do have to go on the road, and that's no fun. But you know what? I think UTSA pulls out the win. I think they win this game, um, and I think they win this game by double digits. I'm going to go with the UTSA minus nine. I'm 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 all I'm all in on Texas teams this week, which means I'm going to get burned. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with UTSA minus nine. I just think that um, I also think the UTSA defense is going to be able to to bottle up uh, what's a pretty lackluster Southern Miss offense, especially it's pretty one dimensional. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go. 
with um i'm gonna go with utsa minus nine uh to beat southern mess and so there are your free money picks real fast an analogy that i just thought of jack abraham from southern miss reminds me a lot of max duggan in the way they look at him like he's a good player but he's just you know he's there to do his job you can't ask him to do too much and that's what they do like that to me it's the conference usa max duggan yeah like please go save us Jack yeah Abraham. and it's, it's like, like that he, he, that's he can't do a lot. it he can't do it by himself yeah so there are my free money picks i like texas state plus six at home against arkansas state I like rice minus one at north texas and i like utsa minus nine at southern miss and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Let's – are you fine with rolling back through, see if Zuck won't kick us off this time, the Hero of the Week? Yeah, uh, yeah, but you got to say the full name. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Texas football Today, Ashley Pickle Memorial Fun Run for America for the Cure Hero of the Week. Boom. Hit it. And now – the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Texas Football Today Ashley Pickle Memorial Fun Run for America for the Cure Hero of the Week.